Today's guest, one of the hottest rappers in the game. No pause there. The 29-year-old from the Bay Area. Please welcome to In Shambles, Simba. How are we My today? My guy, man. What's going on? How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to be feeling here, hot. man. I'm excited to be here, fan of the show. You know, we, we, we in playoff season right now. I just left the Suns game. I was out there with my boy KD, so I had to pull up with my KD jersey on today. Yeah. Is this the one that he took off his back and gave no, to No, I actually framed that one. This is another one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely a framed yeah, jersey. Yeah, yeah. I had to frame jersey. that one in the studio, <laughs> man. Damn, man. I'm, I'm going to pull up to the studio next time I'm in L.A. I'm in LA definitely come through, man. We just built out a new facility. You got to come check it out. We got a four-floor studio. You could come do something. We could come do an episode from there. We got a podcast sitting on the first yeah. floor, so it'll be dope. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. All right, so Simba, you've been in the rap game since 2010. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, so 13 years of rapping, a lot of lessons learned there. At what age do you think you'll be considered the greatest rapper of all time? I'm someone that believes that term really doesn't exist, right? Like the greatest of all time because it's like, Everybody can't compete with each other at all time. So it's like, I can't make music at the same time when Rakim made music. or Well, now with AI, we might be able to do that. But, yeah, bro, that's <laughs> but before that, it's like, I can't go back and make music in an era of uh, when Lil Wayne was on fire to know if yeah. what I'm doing is better, if what he's doing is better than me. I just think it's all about being the best at your craft and the best of your time. Um, so I think I got a lot of work to do. Um, I'm getting a lot better as a songwriter. I'm getting a lot better as a rapper. Um, and I think that comes with experiencing things. I've been seeing a lot more, traveling a lot. So it's giving me a lot more to talk about. So I can't really put an age on it, but that is definitely one yeah. of my goals. Man, you're living life. What do you make of all this AI-generated songs? Though? I love it, bro. I think it's pretty cool. I know a lot of people are against it. Um, I'm somebody that's a big fan of innovation. You know what I mean? So when 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 I first seen it, I was like, man, I remember being a kid when I first started rapping and getting in studios and was saying things like, man, I wish I could just write a Jay-Z verse and I could sound like him and people think I had a Jay-Z face and all these things. Yeah. <laughs> so so now you, you don't have to actually, pay the fee or anything. I think with anything that's new, you know, it's it's always kind of scary in the beginning. But and you gotta always watch out for how people are trying to abuse it. Yeah. But I think it'll be great to see what the uh, the collab Tupac and Biggie mixtape will sound like. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. that'll be pretty dope. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it's really cool. It does seem to bring up some concerns for like a lot of rappers. But I mean, look, it's it's innovation. Twenty first century is what we do. Uh, yeah. Gotta know who's on your Mount Rushmore of rappers. My Mount Rushmore, number one would be Jay-Z. Right. Number two would be Drake. Fair. Number three would be Tupac. Okay. And number four would be Nas. Nas. I like Nas. No Kanye. I think... If I think, but see, Kanye's different because Kanye's, you know, he's he's more of an artist than yeah. a rapper. That's fair. That's you know fair. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like I might even go Little Wayne. You know what I mean? Like before Nas, like, I, 
I'm not sure, but yeah, I'm gonna switch that. I'm gonna go Jay Z, Drake, Tupac, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne gets the nod at the four spot. Wow. Yeah. No, no, I'm yeah. a fan of Nas, but he's a little like before my time. I just like his style a lot, kind of like the New York. I'm man. a big fan of Nas too. I, I studied a lot of Nas as a rapper, but I feel like, like what Wayne did for the game, it just like, like, it, like he brought, he made rappers rap with auto tune. You know what I mean? Like right. he made people dress like rock stars. Like he made people go get face tattoos and wear double cups. Just the influence alone is just like. Yeah. We still watch people got little in their name because of Lil Wayne. Like it's it's different. Right. Nah, I, I, I can agree with that. I do think Jay Z and Drake are the top two for me as well. Three and four, I don't know, man. I, I I don't have any disagreements with your top four though. So you're dropping a new song called Top G. That yes, video sir. was filmed on your first trip to Nigeria. Tell me a little bit about this song. Man, bro, um, it's just, you know, warming things back up, letting people know we back dropping music. We got things on the way. Um, Top G is just kind of like, you know, that mission statement of what's to come. You know what I mean? To let people know how we coming and what's the energy and how I'm feeling these days while I'm in the studio. So I wanted to do something different. Um, I went back to Africa and um, just wanted to learn a lot. You know, I was sitting in Atlanta one day and I was like, man, I'm an African-American, man. I've never been to Africa. You know, so I was like, I need to go see what it's like. So I went over there, touched the people, experienced it, man. Um, and it was a great experience for me. I took my son with me, um, and, and we really got to, like, see different communities and how different families operate. And it was it was, it was was something that, that I was like, I got to capture this on film. I got to show my people where I'm from, how our people over here is living, and why we need to come back and do more with them. So we shot the video, actually. In Lagos Island, um, which is dropping this Friday as well. Yeah, it was dope, bro. It's, it's it's great to see like the different cultures. You know how we live in America. We so advanced in technology and so privileged. We worried about uh, how our what is our water room temperature. You know what I mean? Or how many napkins we got? When like I met kids who never had a hamburger or never had a French fry. And their first time trying one was when we took them out and just seeing the expression on their face. I bought a kid a phone and he's never had a phone. He's 14 years old. He's just looking at the phone, just fascinated with all the things he could do. I'm like, man, 14 year olds where I come from, like they want Balenciaga and, 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 and a new gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's insane. It's insane. It's crazy. But I mean, it sounds very inspiring. Uh, I mean, yeah. So you you were just feeling a little stuck go to africa get some more experience awesome bro. i, w- I would have loved the invite probably got lost in the mail oh uh, we're gonna we're gonna go back a lot <laughs> more man we're gonna go back a lot more i'm working on a few projects out there so i'll make sure you know one of my goals is to start bringing some of the media from out here over there yeah, so they yeah. can kind of bring awareness to it yeah i'm down man i'm down let's do it yeah we'll put it together I recently got put on the edge boost and it's completely transforming my betting game. Let me tell you, this is the world's first bet now pay later program that unlike credit cards has zero interest. How does it work? Let's say you're feeling great about this weekend's game, but you wish you had an extra $100 to bet. Simply set up your edge account now whenever you want to double down on a bet, deposit into the virtual card and edge will match your deposit. Simple. Head over to the link in the description, double down, and double your winnings with Edge Boost. 
a lot of people don't know that you had a very promising basketball career before you ended up going into music. Do you yeah. think you could have made the NBA? Um, I think if I would have had the right support system, um, I would have been able to have some sort of career in the NBA. I don't know if I would have been a big superstar, um, but I think I could have made it to the potential of having a career in the NBA. I just think at the time, my mom, she owned a lot of businesses, so she was kind of moving around. My stepdad was kind of helping her. Uh, so I didn't really have, like, the trainers growing up, you know what I mean? And, like, didn't really go to all the camps or found out about, like, we had money to go to the camps, but I was a kid that was like, I didn't know where they were or how to find them or, you know, where they was being announced. So um, my my career kind of stopped right before college. I was getting ready to go to college and, unfortunately, did some foul stuff while taking SAT tests and they kicked me out of there. So they told me I would have had to go to a junior college, and I was like, I'm not going to the 13th grade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I didn't, I didn't tell everybody at my school I'm finna be the biggest rapper or the biggest basketball player. I'm not about to go back to a junior college and lie to them again. So I still don't rap, man, and we here today. And you, I mean, you've made a hell of a career out of it. You're still going. I think it's gonna be incredible especially for you that you know when your son gets older and you're looking back he's gonna watch all of your music videos and I mean he whether or not he remembers it at this moment I mean that's an incredible experience to watch that back with your son don't you think no that was the point of me taking him to Africa because I remember when I first told my mom I wanted to take him she was like he's too young he has to get those shots and all and I was like man he need to see this because I, I want to do things with him my dad didn't get the opportunity to do with me you know, so my dad went to prison when I was at a very young age. So we never really had a, a personal relationship outside of a phone conversation. So with my son, I always try to do things with him to where he can remember these moments. And as he get older, he'll be like, man, my dad took me to Africa. or, You know, man, we went to Hawaii or we did this. And then it'll, you know, make him want to go back and revisit them things for himself with his own experience. Yeah, man, it's incredible. It's incredible. He's going to love it. Uh so, like we were talked about a little bit earlier, your friends with Kevin Durant, really good friends. He gave you the jersey off his back, right? Tell me a little bit about your relationship with KD and why do you think the media perceives him in such a negative way these days? One, I think the media don't know him. I think sometimes the media have they have their own way of you know creating their own narratives of what they believe about people, and it's not necessarily true. Um, what I can genuinely say about Kevin is Kevin is one of the realest, most honest people I've ever met in life. And he's very in tune with his spirit. He's very in tune with who he is. And he doesn't let outsiders or other people's opinion steer who they believe he should be. He knows who he is and he knows the work he puts in. He knows what he wakes up every day with a goal in mind to go achieve. And that's what he set out to do pleasing you may not be a part of that goal and I think the media falls you know victim to that he's not someone that's here to please the media he's here to be the greatest basketball player that the NBA has ever seen and um, I think you know him not catering to media and him not being a traditional guy that gives the politically correct interview or wants to sit down with everybody you know that people have their own personal feelings of how they may feel about that but Kevin, for me, has been um, 
Kevin actually got me like cutting back on alcohol right now. Uh, I'm like a big tequila drinker. And we had a talk one day and he was just like, he was like, bro, the time you putting into drinking and having fun, you could be listening to music or you could be writing a new song. Like why take away from the craft that continues to allow you to live this life just to have fun for a little bit. So, you know, that talk and different things we text about, like, it keeps me on track where I find myself like, I'm about to go on a date with this girl. And then I text her and be like, bro, go to the studio. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to the studio. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you know Shotty, man. Yeah. So I just think, you know, people don't have their own personal relationship with him. And if they did, they would understand him a lot more. But he's just not someone that, you know, cares to let them in. He's focused on what he's focused on. That's real. I think I think they're still pissed that he went to Golden State. Even after all these years, it just gave them like a negative taste in their mouth. But like at a certain point, you gotta get over that. Like I he, think, he's only around for a couple more years. Like, why don't we enjoy him while we have him? But I think we have to look at that as like how far the league has came, right? Because some players used to get shipped to places that they didn't want to go without their permission. Now players get to go where they want to go without certain people's permission. So if I feel like I want to go be a part of a team that is displaying the art of basketball and I want to become a better basketball player, I would go to go to State Warriors too. You know what I mean? Like LeBron had to go to Miami to link up with certain people and go get with people who's done it to figure out a way to do it. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with, with any superstar. You can't just put the best guy in the league on the worst team and just think, oh, make magic. It's like, no, even Mike had Pippen. He had Dennis Rodman. He had Steve Curry. He had pieces around him. So by going to learn the game, I don't think he should be faulted for that. I think that was a great decision for him. I think it was a great decision for the Golden State Warriors in the Bay Area. You know what I mean? And we got two rings out of it. And he was able to go on and continue his career. Yeah, fair enough. And I, I do I do think he made the right decision for himself. Whether it was good or not for the league, I think yeah. it was the correct decision for himself. So I'm you know, I'm glad he did it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Do you remember Mario Chalmers saying nobody feared Braun? That was pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. So he did that he did that on our podcast. And then I, I know. If you're, Yeah, yeah. So if you know you know Cameron, right, rapper? Yeah, that's my guy. So he was beefing with Mario over that. Cameron said he would beat Mario in a one-on-one. Do you yeah. think if we saw this matchup happen, Cameron versus Mario Chalmers, who you got I, winning? Dip set, dip set, dip set, dip set. I'm running with Cameron, baby. No, you're I'm not. Running oh, my Cam. God. I'm running with killer, killer, no killer, <laughs> killer, for real, killer. I think if you give Cam a good month and a half, of work, he gonna give Mario Chalmers that work. I'm running with the dip set. I'm running with Killer oh, Cam. A game to eleven. I got Cam winning eleven to eight. Let's get it. I don't know. All right, let's see it happen. Let's see Cameron Cam Mario dog. Have make you seen it happen. Cam play? I have seen Cam play, but I've also seen Mario play with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Win championships. I haven't seen Cameron do any of that. That's fine. Mario Chalmers still mad at LeBron because he left his ass. Okay, he left him like a girlfriend he didn't want to be with. Get over it, was, Mario. It, it, it was taken out of context. It was taken nah, out of man, context. Get over it, Mario. 
You can't say that about LeBron. We talk about one of the greatest players of all time, and you gonna say nobody feared him? What are you talking about? It was feared him in comparison to Jordan. The Denver Nuggets had to adjust adjust their whole game plan because of LeBron James and Anthony Davis last night. What are you talking about? And they won. The Nuggets won. Yeah, because they had to adjust. But you see what LeBron figured out in the last few minutes of that game. You see what LeBron figured out. And they're going to have a tough time game two because the, the Lakers figured something out last night. And I'm not going to tell you till game two. Cameron, Mario. Let's see it. Let's make it I'm happen, all right? I'm running with Cameron. I'm running with Cameron. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Rio. No, you're tight with Draymond Green, Bay Area yeah. guy. Yeah. Do you think Draymond is the greatest trash talker in NBA history? I don't think Draymond is really a trash talker. I think he's passionate about the game. So I think he gets so into the game sometimes, his emotion comes out. But you don't never really, like, Kevin Garnett told Melo some, like, disrespectful shit. Like, you don't never hear Draymond say nothing like that. You know what I mean? Or you don't hear Draymond, like, call too many people out their name or disrespect people. He just might be passionate in the game, be like, get out my way, little boy, or you know, hit one of these, or, you know, he too small, or something like that, but you don't never really see him disrespect nobody, so I can't say he's one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. If I had to pick one, I would definitely say Kevin Garnett, maybe Rasheed Wallace. Yeah, that's fair. Those are good choices. I feel like most times for Draymond, it's not unprompted when he trash talks. Like, something has to happen for him to start trash talking. Yeah, like, he doesn't, he doesn't fuel off trash talk. Like, there's certain people who, like, gets their game going off, like, whispering in your ear and saying certain shit. He's he's not that type of guy. My favorite Draymond trash talk line, though, is when Paul Pierce was on his, like, retirement tour, and he was like, they don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. You thought you was Kobe chasing that farewell (laughs) tour? That is by far. I still I use that quote today. I texted in a group chat like yesterday. Yeah, no, nah, that's a that's a legendary one, man. Draymond's yeah. my guy. I, I I like how you got at Dylan Brooks this season, man. Dylan Brooks yeah. needs to shut the hell up and quit talking to goats, you little mouse. You know what I'm saying? You little mouse with your two little pigtails. Don't you ever <laughs> talk to the goats the way you talk to the goats. Put some work in, Dylan Brooks. Don't you talk to Draymond and Brian like that. Get some get some rings under your fingers, chump. Dylan definitely ruined his own image because he he's averaged fourteen plus the past few seasons, and nobody really wants to sign him because of this perception that he's created of himself. I'm if he sure shut up, get- if he never talked, if he never talked, he would he would still be with the Grizzlies. He would be getting a decent contract. He's still going to get signed somewhere, but people For don't sure. want him. You know? For sure, I, I think he'll get picked up by somebody. I think Dylan yeah. Brooks. He's effective on defense um, in certain areas of the game. I think he needs to work on his jump shot. I think he needs to work on his attitude. I think he needs to get a little more in tune with himself and understand where he is right now in his career. Then come back with a different attitude next season. I think he'll get picked up. I'm hearing things about Miami picking him up. I'm hearing things about Milwaukee. You know, a few things. So I'm sure he'll get another chance. I just hope, you know, next time he, he learns how to play and shut the hell up. Fair enough, man. I'm with you. He was, he was starting to piss me off. You can't you can't say that about a Braun. Like, even if you, you back it up against LeBron, like you can't you, say that. You can't. You say can't that. talk to the goat like that. There's certain people that you just can't talk to like that. Like, there's like five gods, right? Of just like just just certain things. Like, you got like uh, Tom Brady. You got like Michael Jordan. 
You got like Mickey Mouse. You got like Michael Jackson. And you got LeBron James. You can't just say anything to LeBron James, bro. Or fucking Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you can't talk to Mickey Mouse any kind. You can't talk to KD any type of way. Bro has got his own clubhouse, too. Brooks, watch who you talking to. By the yeah. way, who do you think has a better legacy, Mickey Mouse or LeBron James? Mickey Mouse or LeBron James? I mean, me. I mean, if we're going technically Mickey Mouse, right? Okay. If we're talking about it. But to me, I would say LeBron James because that's somebody I related to more than Mickey Mouse. But that's my personal opinion and my personal preference. But if I was to say overall, I would think the world would say Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I would think. I mean, he's got he's got amusement parks. LeBron had Space Jam too. He got amusement parks, bro. Think about all the people Mickey put on, bro. Like he put his girl he on did. Minnie Mouse. He, he put, put like Goofy. He on. put all of his boys on Donald too, bro. Duck. Like he just put the whole gang on, bro. And just like turned. I mean, them did up. LeBron though? LeBron brought Tristan. LeBron Thompson. did too. Yeah. LeBron brought he brought Mav. He brought Randy. He brought Rich. Yeah. So I mean, they kind of neck and neck, man. Mickey, Mickey, and LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just like that. We might, uh, we might have we might have LeBron guy. amusement park coming soon, man. You never know. Probably would call it like the King's Quarters or something. The, the King's Court. So I was watching some of your freestyles today on YouTube. Gotta say, I think you're better than Lil Dicky in the freestyles. Leave that up to the people to the side. What's the secret to freestyling? Because I cannot do it. Well, I'm not really an off the head freestyler. Right, so like I could literally, I could rap off the head just about stuff that's in the house and freestyle, but it won't be as good as those freestyles that you see on LA Leakers or Fire in the Booth. So a lot of those are like pre preparated. I guess I'm doing a lot of preparation for those, and I look at them as free writes. So when we're in the studio with songs, sometimes you have a concept, so you're writing within the concept to stay on concept with the song. And with freestyles, it's more so just saying what you want to say and just like, it's kind of like a highlight tape, just letting it go. So I always try to look at those moments as like state of the culture moments. Like I know when I go do a freestyle, I want to address things that's going on in the culture that people feel, but ain't necessarily heard another rapper say or heard someone address. So I always try to find things that's going on. Like if I was to do one right now, Ja Morant would be in there, right? Yeah. Um Brooks. Yeah, Dylan Brooks, you know, different things like that. Donald Trump, uh, all kind of different things. So I just take what's going on in life at that moment and kind of rally it up into one big gumbo pot. So if I gave you a beat right now, would you be able to do like a uh, freestyle on John Moran, Dylan Brooks? Probably not. Probably not right <laughs> now. If I, if I Gotta was able- Gotta warm up the brain. If I was able to, because I'm just waking up. If I was like in a yeah. rap mode and was listening to the beat, for a minute or so, it'll start kicking and coming out. But this is this is a big show. This is the Playmaker show. Yeah, so if yeah, I'm not yeah. going to give you the best of the best, I wouldn't <laughs> want to give you, you know, the less of the less. Is Ja Morant the dumbest basketball player of all time? I wouldn't say that. He's very ma he's he's making some dumb decisions at the moment. Um, but I think what we have to take into accountability is one, Ja's very young, and 23 years old. Two, most of the time these incidents are happening, alcohol is involved. So he's not in the right state of mind sometimes. And three, his friends are always recording him. So I think 
more than him, us looking at him as being someone that's dumb, we're looking at someone grow up in a very kind of toxic environment. And he's probably dealing with things that we don't understand that's forcing him to act out in certain ways that he don't even understand. So I think, yeah, is he making some dumb decisions? Hell yeah. But is he a dumb person? I don't believe so. I just think he's making some very bad decisions at the moment. And um, hopefully, you know, this will be the last time that, that we see this and we could get over this. But I, I, I really hope that Ja can understand the influence that his platform has as being someone that comes from impoverished communities, being someone that comes from a black background and understanding how hard it is for people like us to even get on these platforms. Um, to even have a chance to play in the NBA, to let alone be a top five player of today in the NBA. Um, you have to be very responsible with your platform and understand as much as you may not feel you are a role model, you are. That's what comes with the responsibility of making it to this level. You are a role model and there are people watching you and there are kids who want to emulate what you do. And one day it might be a kid who's waving a gun in the car and it might not go how it went with you and it might go off and kill somebody next to him. So we shouldn't promote these acts of glorifying a life that none of us that's in entertainment are really living. We're all rapping and making money and playing basketball. So what's the point of glorifying something that we've kind of beat the odds over the only issue is like he he, he kind of spat in commissioner adam silver's face with this you know definitely um, hopefully he, i i think the whole league face with he this, did commission i it's just it's disrespectful to the league and honestly if he wasn't in the nba if he was if he was a rapper it wouldn't be as big of a deal it still would yeah. be a big deal doing it but you're the face you're one of the faces of the nba kids look up to you insane platform you know for this to be the second time it happens. Exactly. He and also needs he, to get some better friends, man. Even if, like, put the phones down, you know? Like, that's that's my thing. It's that? like, if we're friends, man, like, why are we got to record everything and post everything in our Live private in the moment. Time? You know what I mean? Like, let's have fun when it's just us. And if you are going to yeah. put something on camera, record it for your personal use. Don't go live with it. So the yeah, the, li- the lives were, like were, at least you can edit it out on a, on a video. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild, man. But I hope he'll get it right. Um, hope so. I, I've never met Ja. I've seen him play a few times. I followed his career as a college player. Um, I'm a fan of him, you know. So I hope he gets it right, man. I hope this is the final time that we have to discuss a, a, a firearm and John Moret in the same sentence. What do you think? Is it harder to make it as a rapper or a basketball player? Basketball player. Because... Basketball, you actually have to be skilled, right? Like even the worst, even the worst person in the NBA can go to twenty four hour fitness and look like the best player in the fucking country. You know what I'm saying? So you still have to be able to shoot. You still have to be able to set some screens, cut, uh, know what your advantages are, plan the game, and be able to get to those so you can score. Where rap, you can pretty much just like make people like you like they could like the way you dress or like your girlfriend or like a car you got and you just make a cool song that compliments that and they could like it and you could kind of take off from that that doesn't necessarily mean you're good or you're skilled or anything you just kind of brandage yourself in a way to make a lot of people put eyes on you to develop an audience to sell a product to 
And um, in basketball, that's not the case. You actually have to get up and be in shape and work out. You gotta be, you know you gotta I mean? be good. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be good. You, you gotta be good. So I think it's uh, it's a lot harder to make it as a basketball player than it is a rapper. I agree. I agree. Okay, yeah. this game is called Who's Better. I'm gonna okay. list two names and you tell me who's a better basketball player. All right. Let's get it. All right, Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. I'm going to go with Jokic because I feel like Jokic is more available. And I feel like the best ability is availability. So I'm going to roll with Jokic on that one. Giannis Antetokounmpo or Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. I knew you were going to go by, with Kevin Durant. You got the loyalty. But... By far. By far. far. Kevin Durant is better. I don't think Giannis is that skilled. Per, per se. He's not I mean, he's got skilled the at all. He's not skilled at all. He gets a ball, and he runs to the other end of the court, and he takes one step from the three-point line, and he's at the basket dunking. Is he just gifted, you know, naturally, athletically? Is he's just way tall and lanky. Yeah. You know what I mean? But K- KD's tall and lanky, but KD has skill. KD could yeah. shoot the three. He could back you down. He could play in the paint. He could, like, he's, he's, he could do everything on the court. Giannis gets the ball and just go. Who's better? Jimmy Butler or Devin Booker? Mm. I'm going to go with Devin Booker because he's has more ability to score. But, oh, I hate to say that because Jimmy's a dog, bro. And I think Jimmy is very mm-hmm. underrated because he doesn't play with, like, the flashiness. Like, he'll cross you over and go to the basket, but he'll lay it up. He won't necessarily just dunk it. You know what I mean? So... I think he, he falls victim to that, but they both are sensational, man. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to roll with Devin Booker. Respectable answer. Yeah. Who's better, Stephen Curry or Jason Tatum? Stephen Curry. Yeah, I, I got to go Steph here. I love Tatum. but Stephen Curry. Steph, I love Jason yeah. Tatum, but come on, man. We're talking about the greatest point guard of all time. What are we saying? Yeah. Stephen Curry. All right, last one we got here. Who's better, John Morant or Shea Gilgis Alexander? I'm going to go with Ja, but Shea is a dog too, man. They they, they both have similar games. Ja just played more above the rim. Um, but but I'm going to go with Ja. I think Ja is a, a little more uh, electrifying, so I'm going to go with him. I got to disagree with you on that one, and I got to go Shea. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad yeah, at you. Yeah, I mean, you look at the stats. I know Ja was out for a couple games this season, but stats-wise, Shea was putting up, what, 34? 31, 5, and 7, something like that. First team yeah. on NBA. And I think if you, take Jaw, if, if you take Jaw off the Grizzlies, that team is still a playoff team. But if you take Shea off the Thunder, that's a, that's a top three lottery team, you know? I just think Ja, we haven't even seen the full potential of Ja Morant yet. I feel like he hasn't just locked in in his, his, uh, his foundation of a basketball player yet. And I feel like once yeah. he does, we're going to see some magnificent things. They're both so young, too. I think they're both under 25. So, I mean, we got got a lot more time to watch them. Austin Reeves or Jordan Poole? Austin Reeves. That is the correct answer. Jordan Poole is a bad basketball player. He's just very flashy, and he's he's more skilled. But Austin Austin Reeves Reeves. is a better player. Austin Reeves. This is coming from a Warriors fan. This is coming from a Warriors fan. I would definitely go with Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves has truly proven himself. Um, not only just this season, but this playoff, through this playoff run, he's he showed that he's here to stay. So, 
Shout out to Austin Reed. Shout out to Jordan Poole, too. I think Jordan, you know, like I said, it was it was a tough start to the season. Um, you know, it was a lot of lineup changes. You know, he didn't really get a lot of opportunity to kind of show what it is he could do to find a, a rhythm to be able to continue that momentum. So I think he'll be back next year and he'll prove himself and maybe we'll be having a different answer next year. Is the Warriors dynasty over? Hell no. No. Hell no. We won't go. We will be back. We will be back. I should have brought my Warriors jersey down so I could have changed for that question. We will be back. Um, it is not over. Draymond's not going anywhere. Clay's not going anywhere. Steph's not going anywhere. We will be back. We had a rough season. I think the beginning of our season affected the end of our season. And we were, how you start is how you finish. We, 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 we started a little rocky. We finished a little rocky. You know, so I think over the summer, that chemistry will be rebuilt. Certain conversations will be had. Certain people will be moved. I think Steve Kerr was right when he said the team was maxed out. Um, not the um, core of who the Warriors are, but the current team that they had this season was maxed out. Um, and I think as, as we rebuild and we get some new pieces in play, we'll be right back next year. If not winning a title, we'll be competing for a title and probably be winning the following year after that. But Steph is going to get that fifth one in the next two years. I promise you that, buddy. Simba, thank you so much for coming on In Shambles. Make sure to go check out Simba on all platforms. Stream his music on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. Simba, any last words you want to send this off with? Oh, man, thank you for you for having me, bro. Um, Big fan of the show, like I said, man. Continue to be great. Continue to flourish in this time that we're in right now. We're in a, 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 a core time of innovation and trying new things and new media. So anything I could do to also help but be a part of the show, I'm going to be starting my own podcast soon, so I want to get you on there as well. Yeah, um, so it. just continue to be great, bro. Continue to provide a platform for young creators, man, because we all we got in this community of entertainment. Always, bro. Thank you so much for coming on. In Shambles you, fans, we'll see you next time.